Hello and welcome to another episode of the Pick Aside Podcast. My name is Joel Moran and I'm here with John Carlos Barra and we are your hosts for today's episode of Pick Aside, which is our 28th episode now. And this is going to be an NFL show. In this episode, we're going to discuss Josh Allen's rise, Lamar Jackson's struggles, Big Ben, Seahawks explosive offense, if Philly should bench Wentz, how dangerous are the Packers, and we will make our predictions for the NFL Pick'em Week 3. So how'd you feel about this past week of football, JC? Um, I was very upset just on the part of uh, me being a Jets fan. It's actually yeah. really horrible. It's the third straight week of a really bad lopsided blowout. But um, other than that, around the NFL, I mean, there's been a lot of interesting things that have been going on. And there's a lot of good topics that we have in store today. So I can't wait to talk about them. Let's get into our first topic. This topic is about Josh Allen. See, I've been very critical of Josh Allen throughout the past season, throughout when he got drafted to the Bills, mm -hmm. and even as of recent. But I'm going to be the first one to admit right now mm -hmm. that I couldn't have been more wrong about Josh Allen. Josh Allen looks amazing. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's second in passing yards, only behind Dak. And I'd say that they're better than Dak. Because Dak is playing from behind while Josh Allen is having the lead and still being able to throw mm -hmm. for so many yards in a game. And then you see he's second in touchdowns, 10 touchdowns and one pick. And that one pick wasn't even his fault. Tyler Croft has got like the ball ripped <laughs> out of his hands. And he had 10 passing touchdowns. I mean, he had 20 passing touchdowns last year. Mm -hmm. He already has 10. 10 this year in three games. Mm -hmm. So what do you feel about Josh Allen right now? Okay. Um, I want to start out by saying I definitely see an improvement in Josh Allen's game. Um, the Bills surrounded him with the number one receiver, Stephon Diggs. The weapons are there. The running backs are there. The line is there. Um, so, yes, I will say he has gotten better for sure, but I still want to see more. It's been a really short sample size. I mean, he's came off playing the 0-3 Jets, the 1-2 Dolphins, and he almost blew a lead against the Rams last week. The Jets and the Dolphins defensively aren't there, um, but – in terms of just his overall play, his accuracy has definitely gotten better. His completion percentage jumped up, and his touchdowns, like you said, it's already, what, week four, and he's already halfway there to what he got, and there's plenty more mm -hmm. games to go. Um, the next few weeks are going to be really interesting for me to see for Josh Allen. I mean, he's got the Raiders, the Titans, the Chiefs, Patriots, Seahawks, Cardinals, Chargers, and Steelers coming up. These are all really big games coming up, so... Um, so yes, I have seen the improvement. I would like to see him take his game, not to another level just yet, but I'd like to see him step up against these teams that are all playoff teams, some even title contending teams. So this doesn't take away from the fact that in the first three weeks he's been balling. I think you said he's second in touchdowns behind Dak. Yep. Amazing. No, second in passing yards. Second yeah. in passing yards. He's second in touchdowns too. Second in touchdowns too behind, behind Wilson. Uh, Russell Wilson. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I do see a lot of major improvement in his game, but. I want to see more. These next couple of games are going to tell a big story on the future of Josh Allen. And I, I'm excited to see. But so far, he looks really good. You know, I'm going to talk about the point that you made about the teams that he has coming up. Mm -hmm. But there are a lot of tools in Josh Allen's resume right now. He's second in passing touchdowns, mm -hmm. second in passing yards, and he's second in QB rating mm -hmm. at 124.8. And last year, he was at 85.3. Mm -hmm. So he's jumped up from being a good quarterback to one of the best in the NFL. Definitely. His QBR this year is 88.7, and last year was 47.9. So he's made a tremendous jump, and the biggest knock on him was his deep ball accuracy. But I was watching the Rams game, and the balls he was throwing to Gabriel Davis, mm -hmm. Josh Allen has significantly improved, and I think people need to give him his respect. And I was definitely wrong about him. Mm -hmm. But to your point about the teams that they have coming up, see, like, Okay, the next four games are the Raiders, mm -hmm. the Titans, yeah. the Chiefs, mm -hmm. and the Jets. All of these teams, these are their ranks in passing yards allowed. Mm -hmm. The Raiders 27th, okay. the Titans 29th, the Chiefs 11th, and the Jets 17th. And the Seahawks are giving up like the horrible. most passing yards through the first three games in NFL horrible. history. So mm -hmm. I don't see Josh Allen slowing oh. down anytime soon. Like, I think Josh Allen is going to be in the MVP conversation all year, all year, yeah. But I mean, yeah, like you said, he's 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 definitely definitely improved. Um, another thing that we're so used to that we don't even touch on 
is the fact that he's still one of the best scrambling quarterbacks in the league. Mm-hmm. So now he can beat you with his arm, and he can. he's always been able to beat you with his legs. He's tall. He breaks a lot of tackles. I mean, the kid looks like he just became better overnight. And, and you know, in this season, I mean, first three games, he's proven it. I mean, the deep ball accuracy, like you said, improved. Throwings, improved completion, yards, everything. Touchdowns have improved. So it's, it's, it's definitely been fun to watch not on the side of being a Jets fan but in terms of being a football fan it's fun to watch and it's good to watch Josh Allen take that next step and like you said I do agree with you I think he will be in MVP discussion for um the rest of the season yeah and that draft we're Jets fans so of course we don't we don't like I'm not gonna hate Josh Allen for playing as good as he's playing but of course we don't like that that's their quarterback how it's panned out yeah because in that draft when we selected Sam Darnold at three, we thought we got a steal. We thought, wow, we got our guy, when finally. The Giants passed on him, right? Took yeah. Point, yeah. The Giants passed on him. We got the third pick. Mm-hmm. But in my opinion, I feel like even if Josh Allen were to go to, like, a Jets or a Browns, mm-hmm. he'd still be okay, but yeah. he wouldn't be what he's what he is now. Definitely. I mean, the thing about it is I think people underrate this part of football so much is the coaching and the yeah. weaponry. You know, uh, a good coach. Josh Allen, he goes to Brian Dabble. I might have mispronounced his name, but that's their offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. They have a great system, a great culture. Lamar Jackson goes to John Harbaugh, goes to Baltimore. If these guys would have got stuck in Cleveland or New York with the dysfunction that they have, it, it would have just been tough to watch. You see a different side of the coin for sure. Um, yeah, and um, what I was, what I wanted to talk about is that I think it's finally time to admit that Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson are the best two quarterbacks that came out of the 2018 draft. No doubt about I mean, it. Who was there? Baker? Not better than any of them. Sam Darnold? Doesn't Josh look Rosen. Than Josh Rosen. I mean, he's not even starting outside of his little stint. He hasn't really been doing anything. So, I mean, it's definitely fair to say that Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson are definitely the top-tier quarterbacks of that draft. And I know everybody that's passed on them – could have had them is upset so i mean i agree they are the two top quarterbacks in that draft um uh how much of this do you think it is organization wise surrounding josh allen every year with better weapons i think it's all organization because Mm -hmm. just look at the example with the jets right (sighs) i mean last year realistically our weapons weren't too far off from what josh allen had i think the jets had better weapons you look at the bills they have cole beasley john brown and dawson knox and Devin Singletary, right? And they had a they had a better offensive line, of course, Definitely. than us than the mm-hmm. Jets. But the Jets had Robbie. I think him and John Brown are pretty like pretty equal, comparable. Like yeah. you know, one could you you could they go either way. You deep. They can move Bernie deep. Cole Beasley and Jameson Crowder, like they're oh. they're kind of like the same guys, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then Chris Herndon, who was injured last year, but Chris Herndon and Dawson Knox are even like a Tyler Croft. Like they're pretty much the same guys. And then Le'Veon Bell and Singletary, like. Last year, that's Le'Veon Bell 10 times out of 10. Yeah. So what the Jets needed to do was to bring in a number one wide receiver like a Stephon Diggs. I mean, there were two in the trade market, Stephon Diggs and DeAndre Hopkins. The Bills did the right thing, and they said, let's bring let's bring Stephon, uh, Stephon Diggs, Diggs here. And even, I think, last year, they tried to surround Josh Allen with a great wide receiver. They, they traded for Antonio Brown. Yeah. But Antonio Brown refused to play there, which now, in hindsight, was a mistake. Yeah, it was a but they were trying to surround Josh Allen with weapons. Mm-hmm. It's crazy that in year three in Sam Donald's career, he has worse weapons now Stepping in than in his rookie, rookie year. year. It, it's horrible how yeah. the Jets have mismanaged Sam Donald's career. And yeah. all we can do is praise Buffalo's organization for mm-hmm. surrounding their franchise quarterback. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I think he was like the first, the first uh, Bills quarterback since Jim Kelly to pass for like 300 yards in three straight games. Yeah. I mean, Josh Allen really does look phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And Jets fan, I mean, uh, Bills fans should be really happy about the quarterback the team they have forward. in their future. And yeah. even talking about the Rams game, <clears throat> you know, you were talking about how they almost blew that lead, but watching the game, it really mm-hmm. did not feel close. Like mm-hmm. when the Rams came back, it was off of it was off like that fluke interception mm-hmm. that should have never been an interception. It was off uh, the fumble that Josh Allen had that Aaron Donald uh, forced, mm-hmm. which probably shouldn't have been a fumble either. I mean, just the, for the Bills to win that game, convert multiple third down, third and 20s, mm-hmm. I think it's just a testament to their character and how good 
they're going to be in the future. Definitely. I like the Bills moving forward a lot. So this other quarterback we're going to talk about is the quarterback in the 2018 NFL draft. He's the MVP. It's Lamar Jackson. Right now, everybody has a sour taste in their mouth about Lamar mm-hmm. because he just, they just lost to the Chiefs and he didn't have his best passing performance against them. But do you think that this is the year that Lamar Jackson wins his first playoff game? He's currently 0-2, lost to the Chargers, and lost to the Titans. So um, to answer your question, based off the record, 0-2 in the playoffs, based on the type of ways he lost those games, couldn't throw the ball, I'm going to lean on an I really don't know. Um, Lamar Jackson, like you said, I mean, he hasn't shown me that can be a, a consistent thrower of the football. Last year against Tennessee, they took him out. They took away the his outside runs, him being able to make those spectacular plays, all gone, forced him to beat him from the pocket. Probably the worst game he's had in the season. Even going back to his rookie year against L.A. in the playoffs, bad rookie, bad rookie, uh, bad first playoff game, couldn't throw the ball as well. So, I mean, when the run is taken away, he hasn't shown me that he can like he can throw. I mean, there was a uh, last the last game against the Chiefs. To his defense, there were five key drop passes, one by Mark Andrews in the end zone that could have helped him. But even then, he only had ninety seven yards, and he just he just they took away the run, and he just wasn't able to convert with his arm. So, if I'm an NFL team and I'm playing Lamar Jackson, I'm game planning him. Why am I gonna switch my game plan? I'm gonna take away the run. And I'm going to force that guy to beat me with his arm. Stats say he's 0-2 when he's forced to throw in the pocket. So it's a resounding no because I just don't think he can do with his arm. But then again, the Ravens team is so good all around that he should win. So I'm just going to lean with it. I don't know because he's just he hasn't shown me that he can win with his arm when his when the run is taken away. That that pass that Andrews dropped in the end zone would have certainly helped Definitely. Lamar Jackson. Definitely. And it would have helped me. I had Lamar Jackson in fantasy. I was banking on him to have a great performance <laughs> so I could win my, my game in the league. So I was pretty disappointed in that. I thought <laughs> Lamar was at least going to crack 20 points in PPR leagues, but he didn't. But to, to the point, to the question, is Lamar Jackson going to get his first playoff win? He better. Yeah. I mean, he better. I mean, Lamar <laughs> Jackson better. Uh, the only team... That's better than the Ravens top to bottom roster wise is probably the Chiefs and maybe not even the Chiefs. We just know that they're better because of their game plan. Yeah. But top to bottom, I mean, the best defense in the NFL, I think the number one ranked. I mm-hmm. could be wrong. They're definitely top, top five, five for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, the offensive line is OK. They lost Marshall Yonda. They're, the interior, the interior of their offensive line has gotten worse, but their tackles are still pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. And people seem to forget that this Ravens team is built to run the ball. Yeah, It's built off the strength that Lamar Jackson has to use his legs. So when people talk about that they don't have receivers, they don't have this and that, they aren't wrong. Mm-hmm. But that's because this team was built to, run. to you, to you, to this team was built to surround Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. and help him, support him with his biggest strength. Yeah. And even besides that, I mean, you have Devin Duvernay who runs like a four four, mm-hmm. Marquise Brown who runs like a four three. Yeah, like everybody's fast, so you can't really have a, like two safeties over the top. You have to have two safeties over the top at all times, and you can't really stack the box against the Ravens. Yep. But to talk about just Lamar himself, and you mentioned that stat about zero and two, and um, when he's forced to throw in the pocket. Yeah. I haven't seen that stat, but I like I was doing research before the podcast, mm-hmm. and he's won more times than he's lost when he's thrown thirty or more times. Mm-hmm. But from the games that I've seen, when he's went up against the Chiefs, when he's went up against the Titans, or he didn't go up against the Titans, but when he's when they've been trailing, it's hard for them to come back. And I'm not sure if that's on Lamar Jackson or mm-hmm. that's just how this team is built. Because mm-hmm. when you're a run first team. You're banking on having the lead yeah. and chewing up clock yep. so you can win the game. But when you're down two touchdowns and you can't really run the ball. Takes away their game plan. Yeah, you, there's nothing really to go to. But the Ravens should at least win a playoff definitely game or should. two. They definitely should. If they lose to the Chiefs, <laughs> I'm totally fine with it. If, yeah. if they lose to the Chiefs, I don't really care. But mm-hmm. you can't lose to Tennessee again. Yeah. You can't lose to... Even a team that they're they're good right now, but even a team like Pittsburgh, yeah, I feel like you should beat them. Mm-hmm. You can't lose to these teams these, that aren't favorites. These bottom tier playoff teams, right? 
Yeah. To say you know, to say the least. I mean, yeah. I mean, I actually took a look at Lamar Jackson's um, playoff stats for his first two games. I know it's not a huge sample size, but three touchdowns to three interceptions, fifty-one point one completion percentage. 505 uh, 559 yards and the most glaring stat 0 and 2 he hasn't he hasn't won so um I definitely agree with you he definitely should win the game he has a very talented roster good coaching staff I still believe they're going to win that division I believe they're going to secure a higher seed um higher seed means you get to play one of the lower seeds you get to rest if the same thing happens uh, again this year that happened last year against Tennessee and there's going to be major, major concerns and problems moving forward with Lamar Jackson. So, for sure, like you said, they definitely need to win. They should at least win a playoff game. This next quarterback we're talking about is in Lamar Jackson's division, the AFC North. This quarterback is Big Ben Ballin'. Roethlisberger. The question is, does Big Ben still have another Super Bowl in him? I'm pretty sure he has two Super Bowl wins That's right now. 06, he has two rings. 06 against the Seahawks. 06 and, and 09. Against the Cardinals, Cardinals yeah. yeah. And if he would win the Super Bowl, he would pass Eli Manning <laughs> and be number one in that draft because Rivers has none. So I don't know if you want to go first or I could go I, first. I, you can take the you take the the charge first on this topic. So I think that yes, he does have another Super Bowl in him. I mean, just to just to to go over the stats, he's completing sixty seven percent of his passes. That's tied for third best in his entire career. And his QB rating is 105, which is the best of his entire career. Right yep. now, Big Ben, even coming off of elbow surgery, is playing the best football that he's ever played <laughs> in his life. <laughs> like, while Phillip Rivers is digressing or regressing, Eli Manning is retired, Big Ben still looks like he can go for a couple more years. Yeah. And Big Ben arguably got hit more than all of these guys <laughs> in their careers. So just to look at the stats because that's what I like to look at yeah. when talking about these questions, because these are hypotheticals. The Steelers in 2006, when they won a Super Bowl in 2009, right? Let's mm -hmm. just look at those stats. Yep. 2005 season, the year they won, you know, 2005 going to 2006, 2006. they had the ninth-ranked offense uh -huh. and the third-ranked defense. Mm -hmm. The 2008 season, the year they won as well, they had the 20th-ranked offense and first-ranked defense. Yeah. And then this year, they have the 15th-ranked offense and a fifth-ranked defense. Mm -hmm. So their offense is better than the year that they won in 2008, and their defense is worse, but it's not terribly worse. Like, yeah. it's right around the same ballpark. Mm -hmm. So these rankings are right around the same ballpark, and you can argue that this Steelers team is extremely young. Mm -hmm. They they haven't even meshed. Ben Roethlisberger is only his third game back off of elbow surgery, meshing with these new guys like Claypool, like a James Washington. Mm -hmm. I think the Steelers, they just look like they're going to get better from here. And I mm -hmm. wouldn't rule it out because I think to win it all, it has to be a team effort. And I think the Steelers have a chance. Even even though I would pick the Ravens to beat the Steelers, I would say the Steelers have a better chance at winning the Su Super Bowl because I trust their coaching more than I trust the Ravens coaching. Mm -hmm. And I trust the Steelers, their game. I think they're just more of a balanced team. They can run, they can pass, and... They're great defensively. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Uh, well, if you were to ask me this question two years ago and you told me that Big Ben was going to come into the season off an elbow injury that he missed the entire year, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell wouldn't have been present on the roster, I probably would have looked at you and probably just laughed and said, like, there's no way that this team can do it. Uh, with that being said, I mean – like you said, Big Ben is playing some of the best football of his career so far through three games, 777 yards, seven touchdowns, one pick, completion percentage there. Good young receiving core. Like you said, Juju Smith looks good. Uh, James Washington's good. Uh, the defense, like you said, what was the ranking? The ranking is fifth. Fifth so far. I know it's only the third week, but it's a promising young defense. Um, Mike Tomlin's a very good coach. Um, do I think they can win the Super Bowl? I think... I think there's only maybe mm, – I would say the only team so far that can stop them is probably just the Kansas City Chiefs just because of how potent they are on offense. But uh, like you said, I mean, I like the how the Steelers built this team up. Good young receiving core. Big Ben is playing phenomenal, like you said. I mean, you pointed out that point that Eli Manning's not even in the league. Phillip Rivers is uh, regressing as a player, and Big Ben is taking a step forward, probably the best football that he's ever played. So, I mean – can they win? Like I said, I think the only team that can stop them 
is the Chiefs, maybe the Ravens. There's a few teams, you know, injuries factor into into the into the equation, into yeah. the equation, obviously. But so far, I mean, I've been very impressed from what I've seen with the Steelers. So um, I definitely think that they have a shot just be having the fifth ranked defense and then Big Ben balling out. And crazy how the the stats you pointed out, um, the year they won in 05, they had they had the number one ranked defense, right? Yeah, and they then, did. And then probably you would say a middle of the pack offense. Yeah, and then two thousand nine oh five, they had the third ranked defense. Third ranked defense. So, yeah. I I definitely see a pattern there, and Big Ben's play is is really really phenomenal right now. So, I'm gonna say they have a shot, but like I said, I have to see more. It's only the third week of the season, but Big Ben and the Steelers, they've looked really good three and zero. I would have never thought that losing Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, that they'd be in this position, and Big Ben coming off an elbow. Injury in which he missed 15 games last year, 16 the whole season. Yeah, it was an injury-ending surgery. This is yeah, this is ridiculous. So yeah, they definitely do have a shot. A season-ending surgery. I said injury-ending. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, what you said about Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown it's is crazy. is correct because one, Antonio Brown is gone insane. Yeah, and Le'Veon Bell is is nothing with the Jets. Yeah. Frank Gore looks better than Le'Veon Bell on the Jets. That's ridiculous and. I think that's just a testament to what the Steelers can do with talent and how they can maximize their players. Because mm-hmm. when Le'Veon Bell left, James Conner had similar production yep. to him. And then you got a guy like Snell and even Jalen Samuels. I know last year I had Jalen Samuels starting in a lot of my leagues because <laughs> I knew he was going to give me consistent production. The Steelers have a way of doing great things. And last year, I think their defense was a top three or top five defense. Mm-hmm. And they were playing with Mason Rudolph and, and Duck Hodges, and they yeah. went nine and seven. Yeah. Right now, they're three and oh. So I think people are sleeping on the Steelers. If they went nine and seven with Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph last year, yeah. I can only imagine that this year they can finish at least 11 and five or, or 12 and four. Mm-hmm. That division, bet- I mean, right now they're first in the NFC North because the Ravens lost. Yep. If they can finish first and maybe get a bye week, the Steelers are going to be a really tough team to beat Definitely. in the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. This is a team we're about to talk about that has a horrible defense. Oh, my God. And this team is the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> the Seattle Seahawks offense has been historic, has been tough, has been um, phenomenal to watch. Incredible. Russell Wilson is playing like the best quarterback in the NFL. Some have him as the best quarterback in the NFL. But the one knock on them is their defense. Their defense has looked pretty bad. These last couple of weeks. So do you think that the Seahawks offense is going to be able to make up for their bad defense in the playoffs? I'm going to say this is tough because, like I said, their offense is, is, like you said, it's on a historic pace. Russell Wilson's throwing 14 touchdowns, one pick, 925 yards, looking like the best quarterback in the National Football League. But I'm going to say no. And the reason I'm going to say no is because – just the secondary looks horrible. And you have Jamal Adams, who just got injured last week. I don't know the severity of his injury, but that's an important piece. He's the best player in that secondary. So, um, like, teams are putting up video game numbers <laughs> on the Seattle Seahawks' defense. I know I saw a stat. The first three weeks, teams are almost nearly averaging 500 yards of total offense on the Seattle Seahawks. Um, like, a Seattle uh, secondary doesn't look good. Uh, Shaq Griffin, I know he had a level 11 tackles last game, but he got beat over the top a lot. And if that's going to be your number one corner going into the season, getting beat over the top, I, I can't I, I can't see you winning anything. You're giving up the big plays. And credit to Russell Wilson and the offense. I mean, DK Metcalf stepped up. He looks like a better player this year. Tyler Lockett, you know, he's, you know, he's a very solid, good receiver. You know what you're going to get from him. Chris Carson comes back next week. This offense is the offense is not the problem. The problem, like like we've already pointed out, is the defense. Um, if you're gonna go into every game going into a shootout, it, it it's a recipe for disaster. You know, at some point, all these championship teams, most of them, if you look back at the history of the Super Bowls, they all have at least somewhat comparable, uh, solid defenses. So, mm-hmm. um, or they played elite. Like last year, the Chiefs weren't great defensively. Yeah, but but during the playoffs, they were an elite defensive team. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the only upside I see for Seattle's defense is their run defense. I know they're allowing maybe 66.7 yards per carry. So that's good. Uh, Getting pressure to the quarterback, they don't have very many sacks. And this goes back to Jamal Adams. We know how good he is from the Jets. He's another guy who's like a hybrid. He can go in. He can get sacks. He led the Jets in sacks last year. So you're losing a guy who's valuable in their secondary. 
And then the guy that's valuable inside the box to help him stop the run and get sacked. So, no, they can't win with their defense playing like this, giving up 500 yards of total offense. Do I think it's gonna they're going to be this bad all season? No, but I definitely won't pick them going to the Super Bowl if their defense is going to be bottom 25 in the league defensively. Yeah. No. So the, the so the stats are they're second ranked in offense and I'd like to know who's first because I th- well I think the Packers are first yeah the Seahawks are second and they're twenty second ranked d- on defense so just to look at their offensive stats Wilson is their first quarterback to throw for four touchdowns in his first three games in NFL history mm-hmm. passing Patrick Mahomes so that's already phenomenal there but yeah. the bad is the Seahawks have allowed the most pass yards yeah. through the first three games of the NFL in NFL history. With 1,292. That's more than league leader in passing yards in Dak Prescott. Yeah. So they have allowed more passing yards in the first three games than Dak Prescott has thrown. And you talked about the secondary, but I don't feel like their secondary is bad. They're also I mean, they're also very injury uh, injury riddled in the secondary as well, but go on, go on. I don't feel like the Seahawks secondary is bad. Mm-hmm. Quentin Dunbar was... One of the top-rated cornerbacks last year, according to PFF. Mm-hmm. You know Jamal Adams is one of the best safeties, Stuck. if not the best safety in the NFL. Griffin's pretty good. Uh, Trey Flowers is pretty good. Um, Quadre Diggs is pretty good. I think their problem is the pass rush. Mm-hmm. You were talking about Adams um, stopping the run and having like three and a half sacks so far. Mm-hmm. Jamal Adams right now is the Seattle Seahawks' best pass rusher. <laughs> if, a, if a defensive back, if a safety... <laughs> Is your best pass rusher? Something is going on. Something mm-hmm. terribly wrong is going on. When you look at their pass rush, you got guys like LJ Collier. I'm, I might mispronounce these names because I don't know these guys at all. <laughs> so, Jerron Reed, I know who he is. Benson Mayoa and Puna Ford. These are their starters. These are their front four. I don't even know who these guys are. No disrespect to them, but they they are just not names. They they aren't a Jadavian Clowney, which the Seahawks all, let go. At all. If if the Seahawks had a Jadavian Clowney on this team right now, this team would be unstoppable. Yeah. Because you look at the Seahawks, they're secondary. They have names that you recognize yeah. at least. And their linebackers, KJ Wright, has been a solid pro. Mm-hmm. He's been a solid player for the Seahawks. Wagner. And Bobby Wagner, the best middle linebacker in the NFL. Yep. So it's not it's not their linebackers, it's not their secondary, it's their front four. Mm-hmm. If you can't generate a pass rush, the quarterback has all day to throw, and no matter how good your cornerbacks are, if these receivers have 10 seconds to get open, they will get they're going to get open. Yeah. Like These are NFL receivers at the end of the day. I think mm-hmm. even talking to the, talking about the Jets, I think Braxton Barrios would get open with 10 seconds. <laughs> I, I think our, our worst receivers would get, like Lawrence Cager would get open with 10 seconds. <laughs> Braxton Barrios. So I think they can win a game or two in the playoffs. But I, I don't think there's no way, I highly doubt, that they win a Super Bowl if they keep allowing this type of production this type of production on defense, if they keep allowing these offenses to just score all over them. Mm-hmm. And the, the two words or the three words in Seattle that are popular right now in, in the NFL mm-hmm. is let Russ cook. Yeah. And the Seahawks have changed their offense to a more pass-heavy offense, which I think was great because – in this uh, analytic-driven stat called, like, adjusted points added, it's something like that. Mm-hmm. The Seahawks were, like, second behind the Chiefs, and that means that basically if they were to pass the ball, then they would have, like, the same offensive production as the Chiefs, mm-hmm. and you're seeing it now. But I think they have to let Russ cook. You can't run the ball anymore mm-hmm. because if you get down a couple of possessions, you, you can't count it. on your defense to stop anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, we even seen in, in the Patriots game, it came down to the final play. And that the Patriots could have easily scored on that play, and the yeah. Seahawks could have been two and one. I thought that was a bad play call by the by the Pats. I thought it was too. I think they should have went at least for a fake, yeah, and try to trick the Seahawks because mm-hmm. it happened earlier in that game. Yep. So I don't know if they can win the Super Bowl if their defense is playing like this. But like you said, mm-hmm. I don't think that their defense plays like this. I think Pete Carroll, he is a defensive Mind coach. Coach, yeah. So I I think that. Even the guys that I mentioned in the front four, mm-hmm. I think they get better at least somewhat. Yeah. You know, I'm a, Seahawks fans are hoping they get better. <laughs> or maybe there's somebody available for trade or in free agency that gets released that maybe they can mm-hmm. pick up. But they, they at least need somebody that can rush the passer and not have to rely on blitzes or Jamal Adams just running wild yep. to get a sack. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see them without Jamal Adams, given for how many games he misses. I mean, he's obviously we know we're Jets fans. We've seen him. He's such an integral part to their defense. So it's going to be really interesting to see. 
um hopefully they don't keep getting lit up like this like i see these are video game numbers being thrown i mean i can't even get 500 yards of total offense on madden so the fact that this is being done like on a real on a real life football team is, is alarming so we'll see We'll see. We'll see where they uh, where they go from here. You know, to the Seahawks fans watching this, we're Jets fans, and yeah. Jamal Adams being injured is kind of a first. Yeah. Because on the Jets, oh. he was the most reliable player. Never got hurt. And I think Seahawks fans should be even even when he's hurt. Seahawks fans should feel lucky. Yeah. Because what the Seahawks have is what the Jets are missing. Yeah. Even when Adams was hurt, he's cheering his team on on the sideline. He's he's a leader. He's mm-hmm. energetic. The Jets don't have that now. At all. The Jets have nobody. Mm-hmm. So that was such a huge loss to the Jets and such a big gain for the Seahawks. Yeah. And I think the sky's the limit if they can get their act together on defense. Definitely. The sky's the limit for the Definitely. Seahawks. Definitely. So the fifth topic of this episode is a topic about the Eagles and Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz hasn't played so well. He's actually played probably as bad as any quarterback in the NFL through mm-hmm. the first three weeks. Do you think the Philadelphia Eagles should bench Carson Wentz for Jalen Hurts? Uh, they have they have every right to bench Carson Wentz. Now, if I just read out the stats with no context given, he's um he's at three touchdowns, six interceptions, with one of the lowest completion percentages of his entire career. Um, the lowest. The lowest. You're right. The lowest. Um, but if I add context and and, and you look. And you look what he's dealing with. I mean, his offensive line play has been hard. He's been the third most sacked quarterback in the league. You know, twelve sacks. That I'm I'm pretty sure those stats are right. But mm-hmm. you know what's crazy is that I don't know where I was reading this, but mm-hmm. Carson Wentz might be running into sacks because into I sacks? I read somewhere that he this like his best like uh they're protecting him really well this year. Like it's honestly one of his like best protected years of his career. But I could be wrong. I mean, because if he's getting sacked that it, much, I, I'm I doubt that it's just him. I mean, if you're even 70, 75 percent right, then that's extremely alarming. Um, but I mean, I, the only reason I would say no is because why would you want to put a rookie in this situation? I mean, they have a bunch of receivers out, not not a bunch of uh you know options to work with for the young receiver. Um, Carson Wentz, who's proven to be a good receiver, I mean, good quarterback. You've seen what he can do in his career. If he's struggling, I can only imagine what a rookie would do under that to, under that type of pressure. Same thing that plagues the Jets. Every year we draft a quarterback or the years we have drafted him, you've seen it with, I mean, Geno Smith wasn't really that good, but you've seen it with Sandano, Geno Smith, all these guys. You surround them with nothing. You, you surround them with no weapons and a distraught offense. It's, it's a recipe for disaster, so... Um, they do have every right to bench him. I think it's a little early. I think he's proven that he's a good quarterback, and I hope that I can see s- some sort of improvement. But then when I look at this stat, this stat's even more alarming. As a as a starter, as a full-time starter, Carson Wentz's record is 14 wins, 15 losses, and one tie. So for the sake of Carson Wentz, he has to start producing soon. Wait, 14 wins, 15 losses, and what, one, like the last? And, and one tie. That's for his career? That's for his career as a starter. Maybe wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's yeah. Because I'm thinking like Carson Wentz played way more than that. But let me check. Let's see. I, I I think I saw that online. So he's 32 and 26 and one as a as a star. Okay, okay. So yeah. pardon me with that that that's that. What what was it? What what is he? 32 and 26 and and one. I mean, that doesn't really scream elite I think that stat might have been against like 500 teams or something. Could have been. Even then, if that's against 500 teams, that's that's alarming. You're supposed to be good teams if you want a, a chance to compete. So, um, I would, if I was the Eagles, I would hold off on benching Carson Wentz and throwing the rookie in there because, like I said, Carson Wentz is a – you can say he's a vet now. How long has he been in the league? Uh, This actually, I think, is uh, one, two, three. This is fifth year in the league right yeah, now. Yeah, this, this, this is a vet that's struggling. So, I can only imagine if you put a rookie in – in this type of situation, how bad he's going to struggle. So I would play it out for a couple of weeks. If Carson Wentz doesn't seem to improve, then I've, I'm, I would pull the plug. Definitely. Part of the reason I think that Carson Wentz is struggling is his mechanics look off. I've heard that. I read that too. Um, When he's passing to, like, he's not reading the defense correctly. I know the one interception against the Rams, he didn't see the safety. Uh, he should have never threw that post to Arcega Whiteside. Mm-hmm. And sometimes he just misses the easiest passes, I mean, like, check downs or screens, it'll be, like, 10 yards in the air, like, up. 
Like it'd be a super high pass. Like mm-hmm. I don't know what's been wrong with Wentz, but the stats show that something has been wrong with yeah. Wentz. I mean, the, the most glaring of them all is that he's zero two and one. They're, the Eagles are winless right now. Wentz has three touchdowns and six interceptions, two rushing touchdowns and three fumbles. Yeah. So he has five total touchdowns on the season and nine turnovers. Right, mm-hmm. and right now he's sitting at his worst completion percentage of his entire NFL career. Mm-hmm. In the last three seasons, he's had seven interceptions in each season. Right, mm-hmm. he already has six, one more, and he's tied for what he had in the last three years yeah. in each season. So, what is wrong with Carson Wentz? And PFF, this stat is from PFF. Mm-hmm. He has a sixty-eight point nine passer rating from a clean pocket. There's no other quarterback that's below a 70 he's the only quarterback that's below 70 and that's from a clean pocket so and I think even PFF has talked about it that he's playing like the worst quarterback in the NFL looks like and I I don't doubt it I mean these stats are extremely alarming this is somebody you're paying 100 million dollars to he's a franchise quarterback Mm -hmm. and to his defense his receivers are hurt Jalen Rager who I'm really high on Mm -hmm. got out Alshon Jeffrey has been dealing with nagging injuries Deshaun Jackson, Jackson as well. So, I mean, I think the, to end off the game the other day, they had, like, Greg Ward and mm-hmm. Arcego Whiteside and a bunch of these guys, and they have two good tight ends in Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard, but tight ends aren't going to really win you games in, in that offense. Maybe yeah. if it was San Francisco, they could mm-hmm. because San Francisco's offense is oriented around tight ends, but mm-hmm. Philadelphia's isn't. But to the question, I wouldn't bench Wentz yeah. yet mm-hmm. because – like you said, why would you put Jalen Hurts in this situation? But not only that, you've invested so much into Carson Wentz. If you bench him, it's over. Yeah, You cannot put him back in. It's over. Mm-hmm. You, you can't <laughs> put him back in. So the Eagles have to be 100% sure in Jalen Hurts yeah. and how good he's going to be mm-hmm. if they were to bench Wentz. What I could see happening in Philadelphia is a situation similar to what happened in the 49ers and when they went on their Super Bowl run, I think, in 2010 or 2011, when Alex Smith was playing lights out, mm-hmm. which is different than this case because yeah, Carson Wentz is playing horrible. He's playing horrible. But he got hurt, and then Colin Kaepernick, a young quarterback, came in to the Super Bowl. and was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying Jalen Hurts is going to take him to the Super Bowl, <laughs> but I'm saying Carson Wentz is injury-prone. Yeah, it, of it's, course. We can't, there's at least a 70% chance Carson Wentz gets injured, and God forbid he doesn't because mm-hmm. we – we want everybody to stay healthy. But if Jalen Hurts comes in when Wentz gets hurt and he balls out, this is going to be his team. Yeah, for sure. This is going to be his team. But I'm st- I think Jalen Hurts still, he should use a year to learn. Mm-hmm. I think uh, he, I think he's going to be a good quarterback. He can run. He's a dual-threat quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's a pretty good passer. But I think it would just benefit Hurts if he were to sit a year and not have this pressure yeah. because – you know, I love Jalen Hurts' character, mm-hmm. but I also feel like putting him in that situation will put a lot of pressure on him. Um, when the when the Eagles selected Hurts in the draft, um, I was kind of surprised mm-hmm. because you know I always thought Carson Wentz was a Carson Wentz was a good quarterback. He had an MVP caliber season, but how much he's regressed is really alarming. And I didn't really agree with the draft pick last year. That they when they selected uh Hertz in the draft. But now as I see the weeks like, you know, as the weeks go by, as I see Wentz play more, I think it was the right choice. It um, was. Like you said, Carson Wentz, I've even been saying this. Even River, our 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 podcast mate, who's a diehard Eagles fan, he's been saying this. Carson Wentz is injury prone. Carson Wentz, you can always count on him to get hurt. So if it's not the play that's gonna take him out. An injury is definitely going to take him out. So I, I I applaud the Eagles for making that type of decision and drafting that quarterback. And um, like I said, I mean, there needs to be major improvement from Carson Wentz. I mean, like you said, his receivers aren't there. Probably the worst receiving core in the league. But even last year, he was able to get it done. And this year, he just looks like a completely just different player that he's just regressed in every aspect of football. So um, I, like I said, I would hold off on, on putting Hurts in the game, but... You know, if we keep seeing these struggles with Carson Wentz, like I said, you have to pull the plug. But you know what's something I really like about, well, love about Hurts, mm-hmm. is that he reminds me of Dak Prescott, somebody they <laughs> often compare Carson Wentz to. Love Dak. <laughs> I don't think he has Prescott's arm, yeah. but 
just his leadership qualities. I've I seen Jalen Hurts in Alabama. I've seen him in Oklahoma. Jalen Hurts is a leader. He's a guy that's going to rally everybody on the team around him. And that's one of the biggest knocks on Carson Wentz is that you allow Nick Foles to kind of split the locker room and they're kind of, you know, hesitant whether they want Carson Wentz to mm-hmm. really be the leader. Yeah. People really don't rally around Carson Wentz. Jalen Hurts, I think, is that guy. Mm-hmm. But let, let's say the Eagles were to move on and, and have Jalen Hurts there. I mean, what would happen with Carson Wentz? See, that'd be really tough because if he's playing this bad and an organization gave up on somebody who was once a franchise quarterback. And they're paying a lot of money. And they're paying too. him a lot of money. He has a really bad contract for the level of play that he's been playing right now. I don't know what happens with Carson Wentz. I mean, can you throw any teams that would be interested in taking on that contract and maybe can use a quarterback, an injury-prone quarterback at that? It, it doesn't I mean, sound uh, like I, a I know on first take, Matt question. Kellerman said the Colts, and it makes sense because Frank Reich, his former offensive coordinator, is mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense. But for the for the quarterback's sake and for Carson Wentz's sake, I hope it doesn't happen because I think, you know, not to just talk about Dak – out of nowhere, but mm-hmm. if Carson Wentz, you know, if he gets benched or if whatever, he gets traded, whatever happens, Dallas is not going to want to pay Dak. <laughs> People are not going to want to pay quarterbacks in general unless yeah. you're, you're a Lamar or Mahomes or Wilson. And, you know, I'm missing other names, of course, but they wouldn't want to pay you. And I that's why I think we should hope as fans that these quarterbacks succeed mm-hmm. because if they don't, a lot of teams are going to really be hesitant on paying quarterbacks down the line. So the team that we're going to talk about now is this, he's an elite quarterback. He plays for the green Bay Packers. It's Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers probably playing like a top three quarterback right now. He's definitely not in anybody's conversation in terms of MVP, but he should be. Mm -hmm. I mean, Wilson is there. Josh Allen is there. And I think Aaron Rodgers is right up there with them, Mm -hmm. with Mahomes. Even higher than guys like, you know, the media was putting Kyler Murray above Aaron yeah. Rodgers and Lamar. This year, no, it's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is playing phenomenal. Green Bay has the number one ranked offense in the NFL. They score the most points. Mm-hmm. Do you think the Green Bay Packers are a dangerous team? Um, I definitely do think that the Green Bay Packers are a dangerous team. Like you said, um, Aaron Rodgers is playing like a top three quarterback right now. Their rushing attack is really good. Aaron Jones is, is a really good back. Um and, you know, the common denominator with teams winning is an elite quarterback. Yep. Aaron Rodgers, in my opinion, he's a top three. Like, and, and just numbers aside, numbers aside, Aaron Rodgers is definitely a top five quarterback in this game. The only problem that I have with uh, the Packers is they just have a middle-of-the-pack defense. I think I saw their ranking. Their 22nd. Defense, defensive ranking was 22nd. But, you know, more games go on. Hopefully they can fix that. But... The Green Bay Packers are definitely a dangerous team. Anytime the Green Bay Packers walk into your arena, they're the number one ranked offense in the entire league. You got Aaron Rodgers playing like an MVP who it's kind of crazy to say, but he's kind of improved this year. Last year, we, we were we were looking at him, even even I was looking at him more of a, as a game manager last year, an elite game manager at that. But he's been like, if you look at his first, I think, three games, he's thrown for 300 over 400 yards one game. 300 yards the other, and over 250. I don't think he has any interceptions. He doesn't. So uh, definitely if, if if the Packers are walking into your arena and they're the number one scoring offense with that rushing attack with Aaron Jones, uh, Devontae Adams is a elite receiver, you definitely have to worry. So the only problem with Green Bay is they have to get their middle-of-the-pack defense going. They're the, rank, the 27, 22nd ranked defense. But offensively, yes, they're a dangerous team. If you can put up points – you can be in any game in the NFL. And you have a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers in that rushing attack, you're in any game. I think that we as fans have taken Aaron Rodgers for granted. Look, there's only been two seasons in his career where he's thrown more than 10 interceptions. I know. Right? <laughs> and in the last four seasons, six in 2017, he's th- he threw six interceptions. In 2018, two interceptions. Mm-hmm. For you to throw two interceptions in 16 games is phenomenal. <laughs> and then last year, he threw four interceptions. That was an off year. Yeah. And he had 26 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. That's an off year. We're hope- we hope that Aaron Rodgers has thrown four interceptions last year 
as Jet fans, we hope that Darnold doesn't throw three in a game. Yeah. You know, he had three last game. We'd, we'd, we'd be satisfied with a 26 touchdowns, four interceptions stat line from Sam Darnold for the entire We'd be year. satisfied with a 26 and 15 <laughs> We would. We would. It's just. But right now, he has no interceptions. He has nine touchdowns. And the Packers are 3-0. Mm-hmm. and And what I feel like about the Packers is that you mentioned, like, last year they were he was a game manager. Seemed like it. You know, it, it did seem like it, but it's not because he was one. It mm-hmm. was mostly because the Packers offense and Matt LaFleur's offense, they're kind of trying to do the same thing that San Francisco does, mm-hmm. where they're trying to give you these run formations that that look like runs all the way and then they mm-hmm. play action. Mm-hmm. Right now, their offense is revolving more around play action, and I think that's a great combination because it shows. I think Aaron Rodgers is like has the most deep passes completed <laughs> in the NFL this year. And a player that's ascending right now is Alan Lazard. Yes. Alan Lazard is playing like a phenomenal wide receiver. Mm-hmm. He is he has turned into Aaron Rodgers' second option and first option when Devontae yeah, Adams is gone. And I did not expect this from Green Bay because I saw that they lost Jimmy Graham. I saw that their tight end, their best tight end is Mercedes Lewis. Mm-hmm. But they got some good guys like uh, Josiah DeGuara, I think, is a young guy. He's a young tight end who's really good. Mm-hmm. Aaron Jones is the top four back in the NFL, safe He's to say. Yep. And even Marquez Valdez Scantling, I mean, he runs a 4-4. His problem is that he doesn't catch balls consistently. Mm-hmm. But if he were to make those grabs, then he, the amount of yards that he'd have in a season would be, would be crazy. Yeah. But the Packers, like you said, their defense is 22nd. And I, I really, that's the only question mark. I mean, yeah. they lost Blake Martinez, yeah. Kyle Fackrell, I think B.J. Goodson as well. So it's, I think it's their running defense, not so much their passing defense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, yeah, the Packers need to improve in that area. But yeah. in terms of offense, yeah, they're fine. I mean, they're, they're the best they're team phenomenal. in the league on offense. <laughs> but also, I want to play devil's advocate now. Mm-hmm. Even though the Packers are three and zero and do have the number one offense. I don't think they finish with the number one offense in the NFL because the three games that they played against the Vikings, their defense is totally collapsed. I mean, they have rookies starting at corner and, and just young players. They have no pass rush. Yannick is their best pass rusher. Daniel Hunter isn't there. Michael Pierce opted out. Vikings were in an impressive showing. Then you have the Lions, who were like one of the worst defenses last year. Mm-hmm. And my voice cracked there, but... They were one of the worst defenses last year. And then you had the Saints, and the Saints really haven't been that great to start, and they didn't have Michael Thomas. So I think the numbers are kind of skewed a little bit. Mm-hmm. Do I think they finished top 10 in offense? Definitely, I do. Yeah. Maybe top even five? top five? Yeah. Uh, but number one, I don't see number one the entire season. Yeah, it's going to be hard to sustain that. Um, it's kind of like similar to how I feel about the Bills, given their first three opponents. I definitely agree with you. The first three opponents that you named – don't really stand out defensively at all. And the Saints were missing their best player. And, you know, Green Bay was able to take advantage of that. I definitely think that they will finish as a top five offense. But uh, to to answer the question, are they a dangerous team? Yes, they're a dangerous team. And when you go into the playoffs, which obviously I think they will make the playoffs, bearing any injuries, yep. when you go into a playoffs with a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, who's won, who's been there, and all these surrounding pieces on him on the offensive side of the ball, the only thing to worry about is their defense. If they get that, if they get that fixed and checked, maybe even top fifteen to top twelve in the league, they can definitely contend for a championship. Yeah, I think the other difference this season might be Aaron Rodgers calling his plays as well. Because mm-hmm. I, I read this on social media somewhere where Aaron Rodgers he would pretend that his headset wouldn't work inside his helmet, so <laughs> he could just call his own plays, and yeah. that's I think that's probably what he's been doing. <laughs> and I, look, it's been working for them. Obviously, it's yeah. been working, but. I think the Packers are so great right now because it's Matt LaFleur's second year and he's he's showing that he's one of the better offensive coaches in the NFL. For sure. And he's working off of play action. He's getting deep looks for Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers is throwing – he's getting the ball out of his hands super fast. I think right now it's like at the lowest in his career. So he's getting the ball out of his hands really fast. Their offensive line And really the good. yard – he's throwing for more yards than he's ever done before. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, in hindsight, I know two years ago it was a big question mark. There was a rivalry between between Rodgers and McCarthy. Mm-hmm. I mean, based on how the Cowboys look now and how the Packers look now, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers won. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers has won most definitely. Yeah. 
And honestly, for any Packers fans listening, I want to hear your take on what you feel about Mike McCarthy. Yeah. And what you feel about Matt LaFleur and your new coach now. Yeah. Because I'd be ecstatic. Yeah. I'd be definitely, ecstatic. Definitely an offensive guru. I mean, the Cowboys have been putting up a lot of points, though. So <laughs> they have been putting up a lot of they points. Dak Prescott's been playing well. So I mean, we'll, we'll see as the season continues. But, but they were putting up a lot of points last year. They were. They were. So we're going to go on to our final topic of the episode, NFL Pick'em Week 4. And for this Pick'em, we're going to do it a little bit different mm-hmm. because Riv is not here, so all three of us don't have to give our takes. Yeah. So therefore, when I ask you who you have in this game, I want you to give me a reason why. Okay. Okay. So first game, that's tonight, Thursday Night Football. Broncos versus Jets. Who do you have? The battle of the number one pick. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say the Jets win this game just because the Broncos are down to the third string quarterback and they have a lot of injuries on the offensive side of the ball. I can't see the Jets losing to a team that's this depleted, so I got the Jets winning this game. <sighs> <laughs> Actually, I don't. I wish the Jets do lose this game. Me too. Because me too. You're right. <laughs> I've heard somewhere that even if they lose, Adam Gates isn't going to get fired, yeah. so it's, it's whatever. Yeah. But I guess this is just for the number one pick. This is why, because we have to get that pick. The yes. Jets have to get that pick. Yeah. And this game might might make or break if we get it or not. Yeah. But I think that I'm not sure if Jamison Crowder is playing, but I think the Broncos win this game. And the reason I say it <laughs> is because I think the Jets look abysmal on offense. Yeah, oh, my God. And I think the Broncos' defense, even though they have a lot of injuries. Von Miller's out, right? Yeah, he's out in Jarrell Casey, too. Yeah. A.J. Boye, I think, is out, too. Mm-hmm. I still think that Vic, Van- Vic Fangio is a pretty good defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. And based how Sam Donald has been playing, I think that they can create a lot of turnovers out of Sam. Okay. And even though I hope it doesn't happen, because part of me is hoping Gase really sucks, and another part of me is hoping Sam doesn't suck. But for Gase to suck, Sam has to suck. So, <laughs> I, you know, I think that the Broncos win this Thursday night football game. Okay. Second game, Saints versus Lions. Um, I have the Saints in this game. Uh, the Lions have been really bad on defense, like you pointed out. Uh, Alvin Kamara is looking really well. I think they're going to start leaning on him more towards uh, this season. Drew Brees hasn't really looked like himself, but I still think the Saints are a comparable enough team to beat an opponent like the Detroit Lions. I got the Saints. Fresh off a win against Arizona, I think the Lions beat the Saints. The Saints are 1-2 right now. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of uncertainty in New Orleans whether Drew Brees can still win. Uh, I think that the Lions win this game. I think Matthew Stafford has a great day. And their defense is going to play good against the Saints, especially without Michael Thomas being there. I think he's not going to play. Uh, I think the Lions win that game. The Chargers versus the Buccaneers. Uh, I have the Buccaneers winning this game. Um, I think they're just – Tom Brady's looking really good. Tom Brady's looking really good. They're top-heavy on offense. They have elite receivers everywhere. Um, Their defense isn't too bad. Uh, so, I mean, I have the Buccaneers winning just because of the amount of sheer talent that they have on the offensive side of the ball, and I do think that they're going to put up a lot of points on the Chargers. So I got the Buccaneers winning this game. Yeah, I have the Buccaneers as well. I was watching the Chargers and Panthers game. The Panthers don't have a great defense. They have a lot of young guys. I think their best defender is Brian Burns, mm-hmm. Dante Jackson, and Shaq Thompson. Dante Jackson's good. And all due respect to those guys, but they aren't superstar players. Mm-hmm. Um, and Justin Herbert really struggled. He really struggled reading defenses. He really really struggled calling plays because he played in the spread offense at Oregon. And I think that the Buccaneers, especially Todd Bowles as a defensive coordinator, I think this may be Justin Herbert's worst game of his rookie yeah. <laughs> career, of his young rookie career so far. And I think this isn't a contest. I think the Buccaneers win. Jaguars versus Bengals. Yeah. <sighs> I have, I have the Bengals winning this game. I think Joe Burrow gets the first win of his NFL career. Uh, I think he plays well. I think the Bengals are competent on offense. You were right. They're really underrated offensively, and especially on paper, you can see that they have a lot of good pieces. The Jaguars are giving up a lot of points. One of the worst defenses in the entire league, so I definitely think the, the Bengals take this game. Okay, so DJ Chark... Appeared in practice today, mm-hmm. limited role. 
Uh, I'm not sure if he's going to play or not, but Jaguars versus Bengals, I have the Bengals winning their first game as well. They tied with the Eagles. Mm-hmm. The Bengals have a sneaky good offense. They do. I mean, T. Higgins was really great last year. Even a player like Auden Tate, who's buried on their bench and on their wide receiver depth chart, Auden Tate would come to the Jets and he would be their number one. Mm-hmm. He's a good. He's a really good receiver, but A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, even John Ross, Auden Tate, yeah. Joe Mixon, and, of course, Joe Burrow. And their defense isn't bad either. You, Their front four is especially underrated. Mm-hmm. Carl Lawson, Carlos Dunlap, Geno Atkins, and DJ Reader. These guys, and Jesse Bates is great in the secondary. Uh, I think the Bengals get their first yep. win. I think the Jaguars started the season really high because nobody expected them to beat the Colts. Yeah. But I think right now they're starting to come down really, yeah. really fast. Vikings versus Texans. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh this is going to be tough. Um... I think I'm going to lean towards the Texans. I know they haven't won any games, but I think Deshaun Watson pulls through and gets a win. The Vikings have been bad on defense. Kirk Cousins has looked abysmal. And as bad as it looked for the Texans, I don't think it's looked nearly as bad as the Vikings. So I got the Texans edging, edging this game out and getting, and getting a win. I mean, both both teams are 0-3. Vikings have a bad defense. So do the Texans. Vikings have a bad offensive line. So do the Texans. Uh, the Vikings have a better running back, right? Yeah. Uh, but the Texans have better receivers. Uh, I think that this game is about who's the better quarterback, and I think Deshaun Watson is by far the, a better quarterback yeah. than Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. So I have the Texans winning their first game. It's also in Houston, so the Vikings are playing on the road. So I have the Texans winning that game for that reason. I think Deshaun Watson, he does not go 1-4 on the season. He wins his first game. Yep. Seahawks versus Dolphins. Uh, I got I got Seattle winning this game. Seattle's putting up a lot of points, a lot of points. I mean, I don't. Ryan Fitzpatrick is an inconsistent quarterback. One week he'll play like a star, the next week he'll play abysmal. Uh, I don't see Russell Wilson laying an egg against the Dolphins, and I think I think Seattle, I think Seattle wins this game handily just because of how good their offense is, and I think the lack of uh, Dolphins offensively being able to put up points is what's gonna going to um, have them lose this game. I love Miami's culture. I love what they're building, but they're not there yet. <laughs> Seattle Seattle is an elite team. Yeah, They're going to be vying for the number one seed in that whole NFC. The Seahawks are going to win this game, and it's not going to be close. Yep. Browns versus the Cowboys. <laughs> uh, the, the Cowboys are 1-2. and two, The Seahawks are 2-1. and one. I mean, uh, the Cowboys are 1-2, and, two, and the, the Browns, Browns are 2-1. Two two and one. One. Yep. Uh, who's home? The Cowboys. Um, I have the I have the Cowboys winning this game. I think Dak Prescott's played really well. Their receivers are are really good. They have a really good receiving core. Um, I know the Browns are two and one, but I don't really trust them. I think that's a fluke record. So I think I think Dallas is better offensively, and I just think that overall they're the better team, even though the record may not show. So I mean, I have Dallas um getting this win. I have Cleveland. Dallas hasn't been very good in Jerry World. And I think their teams are very similar. I mean, both of them have an elite running back. Both have a lot of offensive weapons. Both underachieve. Both have a bad defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's really going to come. It's going to come down to, to the, the coach, or the, not even the quarterbacks. I think it's going to be. It's going to come down to who has the ball last. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I feel like the Browns are going to have the ball last, and they're going to upset the Cowboys, and we're going to come into Monday night. Or Monday morning and talk about what's wrong with the Cowboys yeah. once again. Mm-hmm. Cardinals versus Panthers. Um, I have I have the Cardinals winning this game. Um, I know Kyler Murray had a really bad game last week. I think he bounced back, bounces back. I think offensively, I think offensively they're gonna just destroy the Panthers on defense. The Panthers have really bad defense. Um, Christian McCaffrey, their best player on offense, is hurt. Um, I just I just don't see them winning without Christian McCaffrey carrying the load. He's I know he's been out for a, a week or two. He's going to be out for an extended period of time. But I, I definitely don't have the Panthers winning this game. Panthers have become one of my favorite teams to watch. Uh, you talk about McCaffrey, but I think Mike Davis did an excellent job stepping in there and doing the best he can to fill Christian McCaffrey's role. Tough. Um, but the Panthers have a f- firepower on offense. But I'm going to pick the Cardinals as well, but for this reason. Not because I feel like they'll dominate the Panthers' defense, but because mm-hmm. versus the Chargers, the Panthers had multiple red zone opportunities and kept 
vying for field goals. I think yep. they kicked five field goals that game. Um, you can't do that. You can't do that against the Cardinals. The Cardinals are going to put up points. You can do that against the Chargers when Justin Herbert is starting. Uh, but you can't do that against the Cardinals. If they don't capitalize on the red zone opportunities, they're going to lose this game. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what it's going to come down to. So I have the Cardinals as well. Um, the Colts versus Bears. Ooh, um. Well, I got the Bears winning this game. I think the 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 Bears pulling the plug on Trubisky, putting in Nick Foles turned out to be really well. Still think the Bears are really good on defense. I think Nick Foles is good enough to get them to win this game. And I think just the presence of Nick Foles coming in last week, coming back, winning that game, I think they have some momentum on their side, and I think they get it done. Uh, the Bears are one of the probably worst 3-0 and teams, right? But I think the Colts aren't a very good 2-1 team either. Mm-hmm. They beat the Vikings, and they beat the, the Jets, Jets, and they lost to the Jaguars. So I have the Bears winning this game. I Far think enough. Nick Foles gives them a new spark. Mm-hmm. He's... He's wanting to take shots down the field, something yeah. Mitchell Trubisky never <laughs> wanted to do. And he's brought a spark to the team. So I feel like the Bears do win this game, and they do go to 4-0. Mm-hmm. Ravens versus Washington. Uh, um, I got the Ravens. I just think they're the superior football team. I don't think Lamar Jackson comes out, lays another egg. I think he has somewhat of a good game. Um, So, yeah, I just... With all due respect to Washington, they're a really young team. I know they're they're winning that division right now, right? Yeah, I think they're winning they are. that division right now. But I mean, this is a Super Bowl contending team. I just don't don't see Washington winning this game. Yeah, this is an easy one. It's 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 a Ravens, and I have a hot take for this game. This is the game that Dwayne Haskins gets benched, and Kyle Allen or Alex Smith is going to be the starter for Washington for the foreseeable future. Giants versus Rams. I got the I got the Rams. I mean, the Giants are one of the worst teams in football. Yep. Rams look really good offensively. They're starting to remind me of how they looked offensively the year that they went to the Super Bowl. Uh, defensively, they're they're good as well. So I mean, I got the Rams. The Giants are one of the worst teams in football. I don't see the Rams laying an egg to the Giants. Yep. You said it. I got the Rams too. Patriots versus Chiefs. This is a really good game. Um, I think I think the Chiefs win. I think. Like, I know Cam has had solid starts. I just don't see them offensively being able to hang with the with a team like the Chiefs who are just so potent on offense. So I got I got the Chiefs winning. I think it'll be a close game. I think the Patriots' defense is, is, is pretty good enough to not stop the Chiefs, obviously, but I think just I think I think their defense will hold them in the game. I think that their problem is going to be scoring the football. I don't think they can match the Chiefs' offensive power. So I know it's hard to believe, but the Patriots are as good on offense as they are on defense. They're 11th-ranked offense. They're mm-hmm. 11th-ranked defense. You can't beat Kansas City if you're their 11th-ranked defense. Yeah. Uh, I think that the Kansas City Chiefs win, um, and I think I think it'll be a close yeah, game that people definitely. expect, mm-hmm. um, but I think the Chiefs win. Bills versus Raiders. Um, I have the Bills winning this game. I have them going to 4-0. I think, like you said, the Raiders have like the 26th, 27th pass defense in the league. I think Josh Allen's MVP leap continues this week. I think they get I think they get an easy win against Oakland. Yeah, the, Ra- the Raiders do have the 27th ranked pass Oakland, defense. Oakland, pardon me, Las Vegas. Las Vegas, yeah. Wow. The Raiders do have the 27th ranked defense in the, in the NFL, but not defense, but they allow the 27th most passing yards. Mm-hmm. So I think the Bills do win. I think Josh Allen continues on his MVP race and journey, yep. and the Bills go on to 4-0. 49ers versus Eagles. Um, I got the 49ers. I mean, the 49ers have looked good against bad teams. I know that's kind of weird to say, but they blew the Jets out of the water, injuries. They blew the Giants out of the water, injuries. This is another team they're going to play, uh, play full of injuries. Carson Wentz hasn't looked good. I think the 49ers will win this game handily. Okay, so I agree with you. You you mentioned that the 49ers have beat bad teams, but right now the Eagles are a bad team. They lost to the – I mean, they tied with the Bengals. They lost to, the, to Washington – and they who else who 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 else did they lose to? They lost to the Rams, right? Yeah. So uh the Rams were a good team, but you know, they're the, the Eagles are not a good team right now. I yeah. think the 49ers win that game. Mm-hmm. And the 49ers, even with all their injuries, Kyle Shanahan finds a way to get it done. Yep. And that team finds a way to get it done. Falcons versus Packers. Um, Monday night football. I think this is gonna be a better game than what a lot of people think. I think the Falcons score a lot of points. Obviously the Packers are the number one ranked offense in the league. But 
I have the Packers winning this game just simply because of the fact that if they're up, they can hold the lead. <laughs> Atlanta's been up. They've blown every lead. So I just I think it's I think it'll be a shootout. But I think I think the Packers are in the end going to win this game. I don't trust Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, you said the Falcons can score points. They've been up in every game this year and they've lost every game surprisingly, yep. but not so surprisingly because that's what Atlanta is known for. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I want to pick Atlanta because I, I just want them to win their first game of the season because they've deserved to win every game this season. Mm-hmm. But I do think that the Packers are going to win this game. I think Aaron Rodgers has another phenomenal game. And pardon me, the Falcons didn't have a chance against the Seahawks. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the other two games they did, and they blew those leads. But the Packers win this game, and I so I have the Packers. So this does it for this episode of the Pick Aside Podcast. If you guys enjoy our content, please share it as it helps us grow. Follow us on Instagram at Pick Aside Podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is at Pick Aside. And for those of you who would like to help out the show, you can donate to us on Patreon. To find our site, simply type in patreon.com slash podcast, And you can look at the tiers and choose how much you would like to donate. You can donate for as little as $3 a month. That's less than a McChicken with some taxes and some French fries. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you for your support. Thank you for watching and see you next time.